Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Villani, Vladi the world-famous Russian dog wizard, and Dr. Debbie all here at 1-866-405-8405. I stand corrected. Dr. Debbie is, right now she's giving a cat an enema. Is that correct? Yeah, she couldn't make it into the studio. She's going to be a few minutes late. She has all the fun, I tell you. Uh, she really does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just a quick, quick, quick reminder. I mean, uh, she she giving enema and probably the dog will have diarrhea. Look, I yesterday fixed one uh, eating the poop issue by provoking dairy in the dog because dogs don't like to eat. Yeah, but it's worked. And a few times you give the dog something so the dog poop liquid and now she didn't want to eat her poop. Enjoy your breakfast, folks. (laughs) Stacy, jumping up and down in the studio. Oh, I wish I could have been here to see this. This bear was stuck up in a tree. And the only way they could get him down was um, obviously with a tranquilizer dart, but they had to use one of those bouncy things, you know, that they use for kids' birthday parties. Oh, they put him oh, between two bouncy uh, houses, and they got him to go out of the tree and come down. And I'll tell you all about these firefighters and what they did coming up on Animal Radio News. Yeah, that was on. Uh, yeah. It was on uh, YouTube or that was cool. on Facebook or something. It was like very that. cool. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm glad it wasn't the Russian bear. Otherwise, tranquilize will not help. You know, <laughs> you probably need to give him vodka. And have to yeah. <laughs> Here's the vodka bear. Come well, down. Vodka seems to be like a cure all. Like it's an antibacterial. You use it to wash your hands. Well, you here, drink, yeah, I mean, here in the states, course, it's duct tape and uh, WD forty. Yeah, in, in, Russia. in Russia, it's just vodka. vodka. Yeah, that's what Americans would love to hear. They will never complain us if we hear that. <laughs> We're going to line two. We have Bob. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I got to press that button. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Uh, it's Todd. It's pretty good. How are you today? Very good, Todd. What's what's uh, on your mind? Okay, what it is is we purchased a small swallow. She is six <laughs> months old, and okay. she weighs two pounds. Aw. And the thing about it is, is my wife's wanting to put her on heartworm medicine, and I've heard through rumors that the small dogs like that don't need to be on heartworm medicine, and I don't really want to be taken advantage of. That's bullpucky. I'm telling you, a dog size does not make them immune to developing heartworm disease. Um, So, no, this baby needs to be on heartworm preventative. What part of the country are you in? Mississippi. Oh, my God, yes. They go with us on the truck, all three dogs, and they are out here, and that was another thing that kind of concerned me. Yeah. No, especially if you're doing uh, cross-country traveling, the the American Heartworm Society has actually published statistics that shows that all of the 50 major states um, do have heartworm disease, differing uh, exposures and and incidents of disease, but this baby needs to be protected. And I'm not afraid of her being two pounds. Uh, Fortunately for the dosing range of most of these products, they start at one pound and go all the way up to maybe 25 as the first interval. The important thing to know with the heartworm preventatives is that the dosage, say for a lot of the common ivermectin-containing products, they're actually in micrograms, which are a thousandth of a milligram. So we're talking very small, low doses. So this isn't uh, likely to be a problem even for a two-pound dog. Um, So I am not worried at all. I want to get your baby protected. And listen to your wife, for God's sakes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm just, I was just with... 
Well, you know how it is. You hear a certain yeah. thing. I uh, want to hear it from a professional. Well, you know what and the I, answer always I, is to your wife. The always the answer always is. Yes, dear. Sorry, I was wrong. That's no, it's, it's the, always the, the answer. answer is happy wife, happy life. That's what the answer is. <laughs> you know? I agree with you 100%, but she is not here right now, so she doesn't know I'm asking. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Say, oh yeah, sure, dear. Let's do that. No problem. Mm. Um, no, uh, the thing is, is we, we also have another chihuahua. Okay. He's all male. Oh, my gosh. Is he a male? Oh, you meaning he still has those two little uh, brain cells between his legs? Yeah. Uh, why do you keep, yeah. keep buying those chihuahuas? Those, yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, the thing is, is she's two pounds and he's seven pounds. And if they mate, will the puppies be too big? No, not necessarily. Now, the thing to know that um, two pounds to seven pounds is a pretty close range. Um, now, if you were saying that her boyfriend was going to be, you know, a uh, German Shepherd, I'd be a little worried. Um, but also, when we we look at certain breeds, um, Chihuahuas, especially some of the real Applehead Chihuahuas, sometimes just being a Chihuahua, they have a big domey head. So just being a Chihuahua could pose a risk for troubles during birth and delivery. Uh, other breeds like um, Bulldogs, Boston Terriers also have kind of big round heads. So they can get stuck in the birth canal irregardless of the size of the father. So before you do make that commitment to breed, and we do not advise breeding, there's oodles of dogs in the shelters. In fact, in Las Vegas, almost 50% of the dogs in our shelters are chihuahuas. So we don't need more of them. We don't need to make more as lovely as they are. Um, well, I, would I just you. think that do is make such pretty puppies because she is black and white and has a little gold in her tan. Oh, she and sounds lovely, but you know what I'm going to tell you is that every day, gorgeous, lovely little black and white chihuahuas are put to sleep because everyone keeps breeding these babies. So I would have to say I'm not a fan of, of breeding these babies. If you do need to do it and you feel compelled to do it, make sure you do consult with your veterinarian. We need to have these babies up to date on their shots and be prepared for a possible C-section. And that's the one thing people aren't always ready for. Yeah, there's health you, risks there. Well, and, you know, cost, too. Um, I had a family. They weren't prepared for a C-section. They thought it would be a great experience. And then, you know, $1,500 later, they're like, I can't afford this. Well, great reason to spay and neuter. So think think about that, Todd. Just my little uh, commercial message there. And I wish your babies very well and uh, hope they're doing good. And get that baby on heartworm preventative right away. <laughs> Thanks for listening there, Todd. We appreciate it. one 405 8405 Bet he didn't expect that barrage there when he called. Yeah, I mean, uh, and you, Dr. Dave, insulted my job. German shopper. She just told me I would never make it with Chihuahua. I would get the real dog for this type of activities. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you may be not a great fan. I'm not great a fan of them because of behavior problems. Most of them nuts. They biting everyone, barking nonstop, have separation anxiety. Was there a period after that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Just a few minutes away from Gary Berghoff will be joining us uh, for our season of stars. That's why. And boy, just an amazing season of stars. Brought to you by the Grain Free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. It's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You can learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. 
Hi, it's Alan Cable. Today we're going to talk about one of the most common calls for help we get at Animal Radio, chewing. Puppies and dogs like to chew. It's something that they naturally do. Keeps their teeth and gums healthy, and it's part of who a dog is. You know, what our hands are to us, a dog's mouth is to him. And don't forget puppies' teeth just like babies do. Dogs also chew because they get bored or they're nervous. Sometimes they're curious. And a lot of the time, what they chew is directly because of what we do. Here's an example. I've got a buddy. His dog chewed up one of his favorite pairs of Nikes. So he gives the sneakers to the dog. He thinks, oh, she's chewed it up anyway. They're no good to me. I'll just let her have them. On the show, we always talk about thinking before you act with your dog. What message is your dog getting from your behavior. Do you think it's a good idea to let the dog have your sneakers to chew? Well, he did. And here's what happened. His dog continued to chew his sneakers all right, but she also destroyed another six pairs of shoes, coasters, TV remote controls, two cell phones, his toothbrush, and finally, she dismantled a coffee table. <laughs> well, he finally called me up for some help, and we broke her of this, but it took a lot of patience and persistence. He had to adjust the way he was behaving around his dog. He had to learn what his behavior meant, the message that his dog was getting. You see, by letting her chew his things... He was telling her it's all right to chew up his stuff. And that opens up a whole can of worms. Because when you let a dog chew your stuff up, not only are you going to get frustrated with your dog, but you're probably going to send more confusing messages. She's not going to understand why it's okay to chew stuff one day and why you're mad the next. Now, when you let a dog take your stuff and chew your stuff, you're not being a leader. Not in your dog's eyes anyway, and your dog needs you to be a leader. She needs structure and boundaries to be happy. She needs to know what's okay and not okay, and the only one who can teach her that is you. Remember, when you have a dog, either you're going to be the leader or your dog is going to assume leadership. And that's when big trouble starts. I'm Alan Cable and you can get more great tips at AnimalRadio.com. And remember, good dog. It's Vinny Penn, your party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. I want to talk about something that I don't know if this even goes on anymore. Maybe it's a lost art. Certainly one I never understood. But the word of the day is taxidermy. Is that even still going on? Is there someone listening right now who's like, whose name is probably Elliot, who's like, I'm a taxidermist. Does that still happen? I visited some friends in Rhode Island, uh, some family friends in Rhode Island recently and got spooked because when we grew, when we were growing up, we loved their dog, Sport. Sport lived to be almost 20 years old. And as kids, we loved Sport. And when I went in the house, there was something very spooky on the couch because it looked like Sport stuffed. And it like took some whispering amongst my siblings before we realized, no, it was a stuffed animal that was purchased because it looked so much like sport. But it got me wondering, are people still doing that with their pets? I really kind of never got that. I get the love and the loss and the, I could even get putting a picture framed where there were flashing lights around it, Christmas tree lights around it or Michelob lights flashing around there or whatever that maybe it even barked you could turn it on and it would bark and it was recording of the actual dog but stuffing the thing and putting it up on a mantle I don't know man to me that's just kind of like are, are there people who do that and sleep with it and pretend it's alive and take it for walks where they're just like dragging it down the street and all the neighbors ignore yeah that's just Joey and his his dog Benji there uh yeah Benji died a few years ago. We all act like he's alive. Hey Joey. Hey Benji. I do good boy. Just ignore the fact that he's dragging.
the stuffed thing. I mean, is that is it? Somebody explain taxidermy to me. Nature at its best is nature at its simplest. At Red Barn, we've kept it simple for 20 years by concentrating on single-ingredient natural dog treats. Because Mother Nature's actually pretty good at this. Bones are just tasty bones. Meat treats are just nourishing meat. It's nature at its simplest. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Natural Treats. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our slow-roasted, natural, meaty bones. Hi, this is Elaine Boozer on Animal Radio. Stay new to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. Good afternoon, Edward. Good afternoon to you. Hi, Edward. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Good. You enjoying uh, our shows? I do all the time on uh, our radio, local radio station in Clinton, Iowa. Ah, KROS, good station, thanks. Yes. Yeah. So how can I help you? Well, my question concerns my daughter and my son-in-law's lovely dog, Minnie. Minnie. They've had for, they, they had a, it's a rescue dog. Okay. And they rescued it at about one year, maybe a little past one year. What breed? part bulldog and it has part mastiff in it but the dog is not at all friendly or accepting of other dogs very very aggressive to other dogs edward every time when somebody calls me and telling that story i understand that people believe this is the unique story and Vladi never heard never seen that stories but i am passing the step doors when i go to my clients for thousands of times in five countries around the world for me it's just open book and when you tell me about the certain things i kind of visualize i basically visually enter your house i already see that dog i'm serious i just i can i can i basically slip and almost slip in my car because i have a three months waiting list for the people who wants to get me i have a people coming from all over the state staying in hotels bring shipping their dogs to my boot camp so I'm emerged in this situation. So yeah, I really I need just ask you the few questions. Question number one: Did your dog bite, or how how uh, is already bite anyone else? I would guess. Well, I'm not going to guess. I'm pretty sure from any conversations I have with with her and with my experience with the dog, the dog has never bitten a human. Wonderful. Know of. What about dog? Did she bite another dog? She yes. How bad? Um, I don't think there was ever a situation where the dog was left alone long enough to cause great deal of harm. But no, 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 no. Did, they did have hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dogs can bite each other if you or with the dog in the dog park, or you meet another dog on delicious. Um, if if the dog got into the fi- dog fights in those situations, do or not? Um, I would guess that the dog. From what I've heard uh, and from little experience I've had, the dog will definitely be aggressive to any other dog that comes within its premises. Okay, so uh, let's let me bottom line. Of course, uh, I will give you a few scenarios because it's I understand it's not your dog. You don't know all those details. So what I was trying to get information, if you would tell me, well, 
Because sometimes people believe if the dogs act aggressively on the leashes, they believe that they're going to bite and kill. Well, that's sometimes not uh, true because uh, when you are um, holding the dog by the leash, they feel alliance with the owner. And I know, Hale, um, you hate those uh, life uh, analogies, but here is the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know why Iranian dog is so aggressive to American Mastiff? Because Russian bear and Chinese Akita staying behind him. If they would be not staying, if they would not staying behind, he would not be aggressive to American Mastiff. I'm talking about Iranian dog. So the same thing comes to your situation. I just give it more so you people would understand better. Um, once the owner just let the dog go, in a lot of times there is no fight. So, but we don't know about this scenario. So that would be my first question to ask the people: Did they witness dog fight? And if the answer is no, and he just showing aggressiveness on the leash to another dogs, um, for me that would be uh, you know he have a leash aggression and he needs to be corrected on the leash and he needs to be refocused. You need to really train him to be focused on you. So he'll be worried about the owner and not worry about the dogs. And he would be ignoring the dogs first. And after you can create positive reinforcement as you're passing another dog and giving the treats. And from that point of view, you can put the muzzle and get him into the dog park. And if he gets an aggressive behavior, you can basically do corrections and you know, and, and stop him by using our pet convincer. Sometimes we're using electronic colors for these things. Um, and, and from that time, he we will go from that. But we, we don't know yet. Regarding the humans, if you, you have no, you have a problem to the humans more or to the dogs? Okay, well, here's here's the real bottom line. They now have a child who is two months old. And they have... Um, been aware, as we have in our family too, of incidences where uh, pretty even well-kept dogs have uh, attacked little babies when something goes okay. wrong. This is and this so is the very hold on, hold on. This is very about. serious. You have to make sure that your dog and child lives together, sleeps together. Every time when the child, and I will explain what it is, every time when the child uh, approaching, when the dog approaching to the child, as, as far as, how old is the child? child is now two months old. Yeah, two months old. So uh, we are ra- really running out of time. But I have to tell you, if because it's a many questions uh, you ask at the same time, but in this particular situation, the best with my advice to you would be, if you can convince the dog, if that child is smells funny, moves funny, or act funny, but it's a good thing because I always get something out of it when the child is around and I'm totally ignored by the owners. When the child is not around, he will percept it as the good thing. For instance, having the child and going to the dog back, backyard, toss the ball, create the fun when the child is around. And many other things I can help you out if you contact me directly as well, which is SoCalDogTraining.com. Okay. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. 
People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live simply so that others may simply live. The following program is a repeat of an earlier broadcast. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Diamond Pet Foods has expanded a salmonella-related dog food recall that begun in April to include its Diamond Puppy Formula. After recalling the company's Diamond Naturals lamb meal and rice formula dry dog food and chicken soup for the pet lover's soul adult light formula dry dog food in April, Diamond is recalling yet another dog food product after sampling revealed it too tested positive for salmonella. Also remember you got to wash your hands after you touch dog food because if it does have the salmonella, you can become contaminated as well. What looks like the bad dog of the neighborhoods received a life prison sentence. The wolf dog hybrid named Chief, who was once ordered destroyed for his aggressive behavior, is going to become a guard dog at Louisiana's maximum security prison. Euthanasia was ordered for Chief last month after his neighbors in Point Coop Parish testified that the dog would frequently escape from his owner's property and then terrorize them. Well, Deputy Warden Bruce Dodd said that prison officials read about the dog and they decided he could have a productive life if he guarded the perimeter of the 18,000-acre prison farm at Angola. That's so good because it, you know, gives a dog, uh, pardon the expression, but another leash on life. Ha, leash instead of lease, get that? Anyway, I'm glad he's got a job. Good for him. When a black bear climbed a tree in central Arkansas City and refused to come down, authorities turned to unconventional rescue tools. They used a bouncy house. You know, uh, those things from kids' birthday parties that they bounce in. Foster the bear, named for the residential street where he was holed up on a tree, wouldn't budge from his branch. So authorities turned to a local hardware store whose owner rents inflatable houses and castles for kids' birthday parties. Well, they asked them to set up two of the bouncy contraptions beneath the tree. Then wildlife officials shot the bear with tranquilizer darts. Well, he'd slide down one side and the other. We're like, uh-oh, he's going to come down. He's coming down. Conway Police Spokeswoman Latresha Woodruff said, and then he'd balance himself again. Well, finally, Foster passed out, but he still didn't come down from his perch. Eventually, firefighters turned a hose on him until he tumbled down on the edge of the inflatable below. The bear, who was about a year old, wasn't hurt, though. He did land in between the blow-up castle and the other inflatable house, kind of like if you get stuck between a wall and a bed. Anyway, spectators who had been watching the bear in the tree for hours cheered and clapped, Woodruff said. Foster was fine, just a little knocked out. Wildlife officials are releasing the bear into the Ozark Mountains, where he will live happily ever after. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to AnimalRadio.pet. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Taking a drive with your pet can be so much fun. Unless it's a snake.
A Florida man was taking a drive with his pet snake when the snake he had wrapped around his neck started attacking his face. Thirty-year-old Cortland Johnson drove his PT Cruiser into several roadwork barriers, causing about a thousand dollars in damages. An onlooker said Johnson had the snake in his hand at the time of the crash. Both he and his snake are okay. Johnson, who, when he's not driving around with a snake, works at Bennigan's, had small cuts on his body, face, and hand, and was charged with leaving the scene of a crash. And I worry about using my cell phone. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets, 1-866-405-8405. That is toll-free to any one of the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Dog father, Joey Volani. And animal communicator, Joey Turner. And I must share what Vladi just said during the break. He said, you know what? I think Dr. Debbie and Joey and animal communicator, Joey Turner, and me would make a great show. And uh, I happen to agree. That's a great. So we've decided to continue this thing that we've been doing right here on this fine station in XM Satellite Radio. Just a few minutes. Gary Berghoff will be joining us for the season of stars. And I just mentioned a few minutes ago about the diamond food recall. It's getting huge. I believe it's salmonella that they're worried about. And there have been a few uh, sicknesses, about 14 sicknesses from it thus far. It affects the chicken soup for the Pet Lover's Soul brand of food. And it just goes to show us once again that the food that we get on our shelves can be crap. And uh, that leads to our next guest, Rick Woodford. He is the author of Feed Your Best Friend Better. And they call him the dog food dude. Hey, dude, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. So how did you decide that you needed to start cooking better for your dog? Well, my dog, Jackson, was diagnosed with lymphoma. And they said, you got maybe nine, 12 months. And Jackson didn't seem have the same opinion. He felt like he had a shorter time. He wouldn't walk, wouldn't eat, didn't want to play. Um, he kind of just gave up. And so I said, all right, buddy, if you're going out, you're going out in style. And so I just started feeding him food, and I didn't know what I was doing. So he got fat. Um, but he did start moving around, started eating, started playing with the puppy. He started running with us again. So um, after about 18 months, the veterinarian said, I started learning how to slim him down and what, what I really should be feeding him. And the veterinarian said, I don't know what it is, but you don't need to bring him back. He's, he's doing fantastic. And wow. I said, what's the food? Wow. She said, she said, well, it couldn't be. You don't know what you're doing. And I said, no, 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 you don't know what I'm doing. I'm a nerd. I went to the nth degree on this. And so uh, I started a dog food company, and my specialty was feeding very, very sick dogs. Um, I did a, lot of, did a lot of research to figure out how to do it and, like, what they need. I kind of cheat off of the vitamin mineral analysis of what commercial foods do, but I do it all with fresh foods. You know, when I think and about... Jackson, wait, one more thing I got to tell you. Jackson lived for four years cancer-free. Oh, well, that's great. It was great. fantastic. So I had three extra years with my best friend. Congratulations wow. on that. You know, when I think about making food for my dog, I think I, well, a couple of things. I think it's going to be expensive, and I think it's going to be a big time suck. It's going to consume a lot of my time to do that. That's not necessarily true, is it? No, um, and that's kind of what I did. I, I kind of took the angle of this book differently. Um, for one, the recipes don't say it feeds 30-pound dog. Um, I did kind of a larger size batch. It makes like between 12 and 14 cups of different recipes. 
And there are things you can that you you know how to do. They're meatloafs or a stew in a slow cooker. Sure. So you put it in, chop up a few ingredients, put it in the slow cooker, come back in eight hours after work, and you have food. I, I try to make give, it really easy. Could you give us at least quickly one recipe? What to, to, today? I'm gonna get up. I get up at uh, six, seven o'clock, and we have just uh, you know one hour for everything. And I need to cook for my dog. What would I do? Okay. How about this? Let's say you're, 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 it's up in the morning and you're, you're, you ran out of dog food. My favorite, one of my favorite recipes is Mother Hubbard eggs and oatmeal. Um, okay. and it's, what do you, what do you do when you run out of dog food? It's very simple. Eggs, oatmeal, um, and a choice of vegetables or fruit. Eggs, oatmeal, and a choice of vegetables or fruit. Now see, I'm, oil, yes. I'm always worried that I'm not going to do a balanced diet. I know there's vitamins and minerals. I'm afraid if they get too much of one uh, and not another. You cannot even cook for the sure hell, <laughs> well, it, it depends on what you do. My, the approach I really recommend is a 50-50 approach, half commercial, half um, homemade. That way it's easier on you, it's easy on your dog, and the commercial foods are so heavily supplemented that your get, dog is going to get enough nutrition because the fresh foods you're feeding are not going to come to the bowl empty-handed. They're loaded with vitamins and minerals, plus they have all the phytochemicals and antioxidants. And that's what really ensures good health. Mm. Yes, I totally agree with that. To have a, a great commercial dog food as the base and add on top of it, uh, like uh, you said, like uh, eggs, uh, whatever, fruit, vegetables, whatever, blueberry I give to my dog, everything. Yep. And oil, yes, oil. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, I, I like fish oil for dogs. It helps their skin coat, their skin and coat condition immensely. There's a bunch of foods that we eat that we can share with our animals that are pretty healthy. What are those? Um, one of my favorites is blueberry pancakes. Dogs <laughs> love them. Wow. Um, um, and most of the most the, the foods that we like for ourselves are great because they they're loaded with a little bit of salt, some pepper, onions, and those are the three things that are probably the one three primary foods that we can't share with our dogs out of our meals. Um, but things like fresh meat, um, vegetables, vegetables, man. If I one of my favorite sections in the book is. Um, all about sharing foods right off the cutting board and how much is appropriate for a various sized dogs. So for every, in every every single recipe and every single food, I tell you how much to feed a 10, 20, 40, 16, 80 pound dog because feeding a Yorkie is a lot different than feeding a German Shepherd. Okay, the book is called Feed Your Best Friend Better, Easy Nutritious Meals for Treats and Treats for Dogs. The author, Rick Woodford, the dog food dude, and I have 10 copies to give away right now at one 405 8405. Uh, if you don't get through, you're not lucky enough to get through, it's on the Andrew McNeil Publishing label, and you can uh, get that at your bookstore or order it online at Amazon.com. Good book, and it's very well done. Very colorful book. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. It was fun. We're going to head back to the phones at 1 866 405 8405. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hello, this is Jane Goodall on Animal Radio, and I just like everybody to realize that each day you live, you make some difference on the planet, and you can choose what kind of difference you're going to make, and hopefully every day you'll try to make the world a little bit better for people, for animals, and for the environment. Do you travel with your dog? Of course. My pets are part of our family. Me too. I take Daisy with me everywhere. Right, Daisy? So how do you find out what hotels welcome your dog? I read Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Sounds perfect for planning our next vacation. Right, Daisy? It is. 
Their motto is leave no dog behind, and they have great hotel and destination reviews. Where can I find the magazine? Go online to FidoFriendly.com. I will for sure. Come on, Daisy. We're off to find our next adventure. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. Hey, Robert. I'm doing good. Uh, calling you from Pensacola Beach, Florida. Oh, I just recently was in Tampa, Florida. You guys have one of the best eye doctor in the country. I dealt with my dry eyes at his office, so I love the Florida. It reminds me my native country, Baku, in Azerbaijan. The same, like a climate. I, I just love it. I just love it. Some people cannot take it. I love it. Look, Robert, thank you for calling me. I know you want to ask me about your dog. Let me tell you before you even you ask me any question. You call to the animal radio and you ask the Vladi, look, you're going to get concrete answer to your question. No ziggling, miggling. Uh, no being trying to politically what, correct. What was that? Ziggling, miggling? What the heck? It was- means... It means it- <laughs> he got it. He got it. It's a, it's a, it's a Russian slang. Don't worry about this. Okay. I didn't say anything bad yet. So you have to come down, get have some tea, and just uh, keep watching me. I see you keep your finger on the red button. That's okay. That's okay. It doesn't bother me because it's not going to stop me. Okay, Robert, how can I help you? Well, I have two doctors, miniature doctors, and I have one, and ever since she's a puppy, when people come to the house, she's very aggressive, like she's going to take their leg off. And, and we've noticed it, particularly when people stand up or move their arms. And we don't know. It's very embarrassing. Okay. The, uh, and I love you just straight to the point, guy. Uh, Robert, I'm passing the people's houses thousands of times in five countries around the world. So this is, and, and I know the breed traits, and I understand what you're dealing with. So I, I definitely can help you. First, for you and everyone who is listening, uh, dachshunds, or we call among our professionals sausage dogs, they are biting Americans much more than any in other breeds in the world. Forget people about pit bulls. I mean, dachshunds are nuts. However, they don't make the headlines because, you know, so what? I mean, they just they have a little teeth. So how can we help Robert to fix his problem? Of course, if I was his trainer, I would do a different way. But how can I give him that easy solution, that the magic one he is waiting for when he called to the Vlad? And I have a few. Number one, I would... So you have a problem just very quick, Robert, with one dachshund, yes? It's only one. It's more aggressive, yeah. I think okay. the other one instigates marking, but it's mostly but, but just another one. But another one, another one barks too, but doesn't bite. Okay. And right. uh, uh, I would, and please listen me, you got to get two open crates, not the one one. Okay, not the one. And you got you to gotta arm yourself with a device, and please listen me, by name Pet Convincer. You need to get now, Pet Convincer will not be enough. You need to get Pet Convincer Plus. Okay, uh, you know what we tried was a collar that sprayed citrus oil. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Please, Robert, we, we, I want to tell you a lot of things. Trust me, it's going to work. You just need to listen to me. I know you try many things. I got to tell you something that you never tried. Pet Convincer Plus, color will not help because it needs to come from you. You're the bad cop. People are the good oh. cops. And, and let me tell you how to do this. This is the air spray device comes from you. It's a handheld device. Pet Convincer Plus. You, somebody knock the door. Let's play it. Let's quickly. Uh, hell, you're going to be a door knock. Knock the door, please. 
Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> okay. Okay, the dogs are eh, 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 like Russian AK-47 downtown Beirut. Okay, your action, your action. Yeah, exactly. Enough is enough. Russians in town. Uh, democracy is over. Here is the methods. You grab that pet convincer. Scream the magic word. Ah, and uh, and spray it. It comes very strong air blast toward the shoulder blade. Oh my gosh, they just, wow, they, they just stop from that time, like a doggy mama bite, doggy mama lick, you say, good girls, good boy, enough to tell them one command, preferably with Russian accent, in, it means in the crate, in, and they may tell you, screw you. So in this situation, you need to screw them. How? So before you even do that, I would put, I would, I would attach little leashes around them, like very light leashes. So when you say them in and they don't, you step on the leashes and they're gonna fly in in those crates with the speed of Russian satellite guided missile quickly. Put them in, close it up. People coming in. People coming in, they open the door. You, one of your ducks and maybe from the crate says, you jump back. You gotta act theatrically. You know, look, Robert, if I tell you push the button, you push the button, anvil, anvil bump on your head. How many times you're gonna push the button? When do I keep spraying it? When do I spray the spray in their face? To the shoulder blade. To the shoulder blade. And you can snap the crate too. Don't raise your hand, just sideways. Startle them. He wants to know when, not where. When? Uh, when, when they bark, apparently. Okay. At any, at any noises, and any noises may make, Robert. Any noises, you have to stop. You're the bad cop. No. Okay. No. And after that, you just smile like a doggy mama who bite, and now she lick. And you say, go girls. Now the people coming in. Now the people come in. Listen up. It's, Robert, it's not over. People come in. They are the good cops. You are giving them delicious, Treats, and that's gonna be something your dachshund would be ready to betray its own mother. I'm talking right. about right. really crazy things. I'm talking about. I'm talking. Not vodka or, or hell. I'm talking about hot dogs fried on the butter. I'm talking about liver fried. I, I, I mean, Polish kalbasa. Uh, something they, like they would die for. And, but it must come Ooh. from Salafan back. They're approaching, they make that noise, they're giving you dog treats. You are the bad cop. You are soon control them when they were thinking they're in charge, people coming and giving them treats. You do a few times like this, ask them to leave the house and come back. After third time, if you were motivational enough, you have nothing. The, the dogs start to worry about you much more. That's the key. It's called scientifically competing of stimulus. Now they worry about you. They don't worry about your uh, strangers, strangers, the good things. You after can let them go and they will be just fine. If somebody will show stress, you can use pet convincer from the distance. Thank you so much for calling to Animal Radio. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Chevrolet has debuted a new look for its Colorado mid-sized truck franchise. The lineup will now feature greater differentiation from trim to trim and the addition of a new sand dune metallic exterior paint color option. Available on the 2021 Z71 and ZR2 models. The 2021 Chevrolet Colorado goes on sale next year. Pricing is not yet available, but will be announced closer to production time. To find your new Chevrolet, see our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. 
celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Coming up on the show today, of course, the season of stars continues with Gary Berghoff, Radar from MASH. And also, Joey Volani and I, we actually spent the morning exfoliating our faces in the bathroom here at Animal Radio, testing out a new theory that he has about how you can exfoliate your dog, and he'll be doing that in just a few minutes. Uh, so let's uh, hit the phones, one 405 8405 And hi, Tracy. Hi. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from uh, Greenville, Tennessee. Tracy, thank you for calling us. This is the Vladi. Are you our permanent listener? You're listening to Animal Radio all the time. Uh, not right now. We're we're truck truck drivers. My husband and I are truck drivers, and we can't uh, listen. We're out on the road. I love truck drivers. Okay, my dear Tracy, what the problem are you dealing with? Could you start with a question, please? Well, I'd like to find out what I should do about my dog that has separation anxiety, and when he does, he will urinate. Everywhere. Uh, and are you talking about a dog who's in your truck or in your home? Both. It, we, he goes in the truck with us, so he is mm-hmm. with us pretty much 24-7. Okay. Uh, and at home, but when he, when we get out of the truck to go eat or take a shower or whatever, we come back, and he's made a mess. Inside of the truck. And the same thing's happening in your house, too, yes? Yeah. Yes. And, we and what is the breed? Dog. I'm sorry? What is the breed? What what breed? It's a miniature dachshund. We have two of them. Miniature dachshunds again. And uh, you have a two of them. And how old are they? Um, the one we're having a problem with will be two this month, and the other one will be four in August. And where the normally they are peeing? Outside or on the pee pads? No. When we're in the truck, he will get up in the front by the seat. When we're at home... He'll just pick a corner mm-hmm. anywhere. Okay. It's not, you know, not a certain area. It's just but it's very easy. So you, so, so you got it. So you have a very specific places where they normally go. But the last piece of information, I'm going to give you a solution you're looking for. Uh, when normally they, you're expecting them to pee. Where? Outside, on the pee outside. pads? Where? Yeah, outside. outside. And that's what they do no, uh, when you are home, yes? You open the door and say, go party, girls, boys, whatever, and they do it, yes? And when you're not home, that's happening. Well, even when we're home, that one will do it. Now, my other one, we haven't had the first bit of problem with him. He never goes in the house unless it's an emergency, and he mm-hmm. never went in the truck. But this one, we can be in the house, and he could have just gone outside. So, okay, so... back in and do it. Okay, so the second one doesn't have separation anxiety. second one just has a housebreaking problem, and another one has it. Okay, so you have a little bit complicated situation, but that would be my general guidelines to you, to, to resolve it. Um, I would uh, put them behind, uh, like um, you, you have to, to use two choices, or you got to get the crate, two crates, or you are going to have some type of the barrier, so you could you could um, make one part of the room or some uh, you know small small piece of your property kind of gated. Uh, in this in the relationship to your truck, you can put some type of the net, uh, so the dogs will not be able to jump on the front seat too. 
the, the secret to resolving this issue is at least for one, two weeks, not allow them to continue this behavior. So, or when you're not home or you're not even watching them, I understand he went outside to he pee and after he come back and pee it again. So what I would do when he come back regarding that dog, I will momentarily confine him and, uh, and after maybe take him back again. If he is going to the same spots and urinating and peeing, it means there is the scent there, or he right. used to pee in the same spot. So number one, remove the scent. I would use, if you use any uh, ho uh, house cleaner, please don't do that. Use um, like a product from the pet store, like Simple right. Solution, Petastic, those two considering be one of the very best. After when it's totally dried up, here is the secret. Humans, like a dogs, don't like to pee and poop in the toilet as they eat. So we're not eating hamburger sitting on the toilet. So the dogs will never pee and poop in the area where they eat. So here is the secret. You got to get two, three, four footballs. You can even have a plates, like a plastic plates. Put in the area where they normally, after you're cleaning, of course, then in the area where you don't want to pee and poop. And uh, even when they're finishing the eat, still keep the food there for a while. This is one, and they magically will not go in that area and pee and poop. In other two approaches, you can use double stick tape, double stick tape, or you can get from the PetSmart uh, or Petco product by name Sticky Paws for cats. Sticky Paws. For cats, dogs hate when they have a losing control over their paws. You can you can put this tape anywhere where you don't want them to go. They're not gonna go there. And the final one from the same stores, you can buy the product by name, uh, Snappy Trainer. It's almost like a mouse trap, but it's designed for dogs. Very safe, very humane. Never hurt your dog, but spook them. Uh, snappy trainer, and that would also prohibiting the area for them go in the same spots. That would be my quick fix solutions. Thank you for calling to Animal Radio. Thanks for your call at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with our dream team. Let's uh, head to line four. We have a call. Is this for Vladi? Okay, we have Bob on the phone. Hey, Bob, how are you? Hi, Bob. How Bob? You like our show? I do. Wonderful, Bob. I love you without even seeing you. But let's we make let's we make agreement. Look, I don't want to get myself in trouble. You, if you're hearing the show, I always get myself in trouble. Sometimes because I exercise the freedom of speech in this country to the large extent. Sometimes I'm running out of time so producer look at me watch me as a hawk so please uh start your question just and after i will ask you a few things what i need to ask and i will that time we're gonna utilize the time we have a five minutes so go what how a, can i stop my I dog that i would like to make come mandatory love it you're the man you know how can i my dog Kali come to me every time when i tell her come that's what you're telling me Exactly. People, dogs listen to us when nothing better to do. And a lot of times people say, oh, my dog is okay when no distractions around, but when some distractions, they're gone. So what the Vladi teach to, do, to teach the dog to do reinforced obedience training, to, 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 do, to make them to do something in the time when they would rather not, when the collie wants to chase the squirrel, or do another negative activities or cat. Or see another dog across the street. How are we going to do it? We're going to do it in two, three steps. Step number one, you got to go to the hardware store and get a 30-foot rope, like a shoelace rope, 
uh, almost like a clothesline, but it's a rope. No plastic. Very light to give your dog feeling of being on its own. I will attach the end of that rope to your dog's collar. If it necessarily, I would use pinch collar. You can use plastic pinch collar, imitating doggy mama teeth. Depends of your dog personality and temperament. You go to the end of the line and just, you don't say sit, stay, do nothing. You let the dog run around. That means come command under any circumstances. The dog run around, playing, doing whatever you want, and you say, Heidi, come. But I want to say, Heidi, come. Not just, Heidi, come, wouldn't you mind? Heidi, come. And Heidi maybe says, uh-uh, daddy, I'm not going to come. Or she has maybe exercising a new selective hearing. From that time, you're grabbing the end of the rope and snap her toward you. Remember, not the pull. Snap. Snap imitate what? Bite. Because you're using bite color on the neck. She runs to you. You are not angry. Good girl. Good girl. And give her what? Treats. Nothing wrong, people, to use the treats and positive reinforcement in the dog training. You got to use it as a reward, but not as the bribe. In other words, when the dog comes to you, it's okay to give. Once in a while, it calls variable schedule of reinforcement. Eventually, I'm going increase to the, increase the distance and increase distractions. Like ask some of your relative or friends, maybe uh, distract your dog and call her under that circumstances. A foolproof uh, recall command under any circumstance, my friend. And thank you for calling us. And now a word from my best friend. That's my dog when I come home. Hi, Talent Cable. I want to talk to you about your dog's behavior. There's a big difference between dog training and dog behavior. One of the most common problems we hear about is excessive barking. Most dogs are going to bark. It's part of their nature. That's how they communicate. And sometimes barking is good. You know, you want your dog to warn you if somebody's coming into your house. Certain dog breeds bark more than others. They're bred to be barkers. And dogs have different barks that you can learn. Let's talk about the different reasons why dogs bark. We already talked about the warning bark. Dogs also bark when they get anxiety. Some dogs have separation anxiety and they'll bark all day. Dogs also bark when they're being playful, when they want your attention, and when they're bored. They also bark when another dog barks. <laughs> so now that we know a little bit about why dogs bark, how do you stop it? As always, positive reinforcement and reward are the techniques I like to use. Now, if you're somebody who works long hours and you're away from the house all day, your dog's probably going to bark. But you can reduce some of that barking by making sure your dog gets plenty of exercise. Getting rid of that pent-up energy will get rid of some of the barking. If your dog is barking at you, pay no attention. In fact, turn your back on your dog. The more attention you give your dog, the more you're actually encouraging the barking. Yelling doesn't work. If you're ignoring your dog and he stops barking, that's when you give praise. Good dog. You can give a treat, too. In fact, whenever your dog is doing a desired behavior, like just laying still and being calm, that's a great time to walk over and pet your dog. If that's not working, correct your dog. Poke her in the neck with your fingers or keep a leash and collar on so you can give her correction when you need to and use the sound of a word like hey or no after you do that immediately divert the dog's attention with a treat or a toy or give her a project take a hot dog cut it up and throw it all over the backyard let her hunt for it giving your dog something better to do than bark remember whenever your dog does something that seems weird take her to the vet first make sure there's no medical problem but anytime you take on a behavior modification it's going to take patience and consistency and you'll see the rewards of your hard work quicker than you think this is Greg Biffle on Amazon Radio, and remember to spay the new to your pets. Hey, don't forget you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Pets, taking the pet out of petrified.
Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. Yeah, puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why the Animal Radio Studio stunt dog Ladybug uses the Brilliant Pad self-cleaning puppy pad. We love how it handles number one and number two. It seals away the waste and replaces dirty pads for us. Brilliant Pad keeps our home clean and smelling fresh. All we do is replace the roll once every few weeks, and the process is fast and clean. In fact, Ladybug gives it five paws up. Learn more about it at BrilliantPad.com. Hi, this is Paul Rogers. And Cynthia Rogers. On Animal Radio. Just know that it's going to be all right meow. (laughs) (laughs) It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. Grab your pets, bring them around the radio. This is your first week. Welcome. Let's see. Uh, we're going to line six, and we have we don't even have a line six. Line five, and Steve. Hey, Steve. Welcome. Hey, Hal. What are you doing? Hey, it's our over-opinionated truck driver. What's up, bud? Oh, <laughs> uh, just sitting here relaxing in Breezewood, Pennsylvania, at the lovely TA Travel Center. Oh, you gotta love that. What's going on? I understand you want to talk to oh. Dr. Debbie. Everything's okay, right? Oh, yeah. Just got a couple questions. Our little Boston Terrier, Yaya Butterbean, she's got the... <laughs> to keep creep, creeping up all the time. You keep hearing about it with the luxating patella. Okay, yeah. She started favoring her left rear leg just over a month ago. And I got to looking at it when I got home, playing around with her feet and checking to make sure there was nothing and just trying to, I couldn't find anything. So girlfriend took her to the vet. He didn't take any x-rays or nothing, but he manipulated her kneecap and he said he could feel it moving. And I was just wondering, is it, would it be too much to wait about another six weeks to get the money together? Because he wants to do the surgery on her, about five to $700, he said. That's pretty yeah, cheap. Now, is she, is, that is cheap. <laughs> I gotta say, depending on where you're located, uh, yeah, that that's uh, very cheap in the Las Vegas metropolitan area. I'll tell you that. So, is she actually limping? Is she having discomfort with the legs? Oh, uh, she'll be going up and down the steps, and she'll pick her little left leg up, and she'll go down the steps, or she'll be walking in the yard, fine, and then all of a sudden, pick it up, start walking again, and put it back down and walk again. Okay. Yeah. So she's she, she, yeah, she is showing the typical signs of kind of that intermittent skip or the limp with the leg where then in a few minutes they'll right. use it pretty normally. So no, I don't think that waiting five to six weeks would be um, too much. There are some, some dogs that have a very severe, almost acute injury with the kneecap when um, it can be very painful. For those pets, I you know would definitely want to get to the surgery a little bit sooner, but it doesn't sound like she's any uh, major distress right now. So I think you've got some latitude with that. And you know, the good thing is that some dogs don't need surgery. Um, they may do fine and compensate and not really be clinically uh, lame from this. Uh, it sounds like your baby's kind of in the middle road here where you're seeing that limping uh, on occasion. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully if you intervene before too long, you won't get to that end stage where there's already some deforming um, that occurs with the lower bones in the leg and uh, where that can be a little bit more troublesome with arthritis in the long-term scheme of things. Yeah, that's why we want to get things taken care of quick. And what do you think the chances of this happening to her right leg might be? 
Oh, very highly. <laughs> and because it is a inherited condition, it's usually present in both legs. Um, there are some dogs that are out there and that don't read the anatomy books, and, and that won't happen. <laughs> but for the good majority of them, yeah, it's very likely. Now, when when your baby is under anesthesia, that actually can give us um, a good opportunity to do some good feeling there. And in many cases, we'll take x-rays um, or just use a good sedated exam to feel, because that will help to give us some degree of um, how severe we might have in the laxity of that kneecap and um, you know what the likeliness is that we might need to address that. But if she's got a good leg to stand on right now, you get this one repaired, um, you know, who knows, maybe even if she has mild problems on that other side, we don't always have to have surgery. Unless yeah, it's I hate, I hate surgeries. I hate surgery. Sometimes oh. doctor wants to push it to get the money out of it. I hate that. Oh, Vlade, shut up, please. I know. <laughs> this is a valid, and, and, and Steve has a valid concern here. So, I mean, there are times, Vlad, where I will agree with you, maybe things aren't necessary. But if this baby is limping, there are there is a, a genuine need for intervening in these but, conditions. But how he can suggest surgery if there's no x-ray? Well, hopefully before we're doing surgery, we're going to get an x-ray. The good thing with a patellar luxation is to detect it and to diagnose it, it's usually pretty easy. Most veterinarians just through a physical exam can diagnose it. Now, uh, I agree. I would not want to go into surgery without the benefit of having an x-ray just to know what our confirmation looks like. But it can be diagnosed um, in a conversational way um, through a good, good veterinary exam. Hey, one other quick question. I know, like, with the anesthesia and that for the small, the short-nosed, the brachycephalic dogs. Wow. Brachycephalic. Is, is that a little bit more dangerous than a regular dog? Not necessarily. The, with a brachycephalic okay. dog, there's a couple special concerns. And for those doggies, they generally have smushed-in faces. They can have smaller airways. Um, but generally, when they're under anesthesia, what I always tell people is they're breathing the best they ever have in their whole life because they have a nice, open, secure airway. So for me, um, it's not so much them being under. I'm very cautious with the induction phase of anesthesia and the recovery phase. But while they're under anesthesia, they actually, like I said, they're they're breathing 100% oxygen, and they are just loving that air exchange. It's when they're awake that they really struggle to get good breaths. Thank you, Dr. Debbie, for going through that. You are one of the greatest vets. Uh, I just love listening to you guys every weekend. All you are great. And Vlade, you stay out of trouble. <laughs> That's right. It's very hard. But thank you for your wishes. Thanks for your call, Take Steve. Care. Good luck uh, with Butterbean on that. It was Thank Butter- you. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right here at Animal Radio. See, you are very smart. You know a lot of things. That's very, very impressive what you just said. I under- underestimated you. Well, she just came back from giving a cat an enema. <laughs> you better stay away. <laughs> Check out Animal Radio Highlights, all the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Holy education! Hi, this is Burt Ward, Robin from the TV series Batman. You've got to keep listening to Animal Radio. Wowie zowie, they've got the best information. It's so entertaining. To the Batmobile citizens! 
Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. BMW has announced the newest addition to the M8 family, the BMW M8 Grand Coupe and the M8 Grand Coupe Competition. The M8 Grand Coupe puts out 600 horsepower and the competition model puts out 617 horsepower. Pricing for the M8 Grand Coupe starts at $130,000 plus destination and the M8 Grand Coupe Competition starts at $143,000. To find your new BMW, see our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Better prices. Every day. Hi, everybody. This is Lori Morgan reminding you to please spay or neuter your pets. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, you know, bullying is all over the news. You can't turn on the TV or read a magazine or anything without hearing about bullying. You, you think about it with school kids, but you don't think about it with dolphins. There's a dolphin who spent some days trapped in Orange County's Bolsa Chica wetlands, and he could be there because he's a victim of bullying, and he's choosing to stay, according to mammal expert Peter Wallerstein. He said forcing this dolphin to move could be a death blow. The last thing we want to do is force a confrontation. Wallerstein said the dolphin's breathing rate is good. He's got a lot of fish to eat in Southern California wetlands. And as for the dolphin bullying, well, Wallerstein said it's not as rare as it may sound. People think they're happy, loving animals, but they've got a dark side and they can be pretty aggressive with each other. So they're just letting him, you know, kind of work his way back out into the ocean when he feels comfortable and let it happen naturally. A Florida golfer has his buddies to thank for saving his life after he was nearly killed by an alligator. I, can you imagine this? 75-year-old Albert Miller was trying to retrieve a wayward ball from his pond. You know, let the ball go. If it's in the pond, there's no use getting all wet and all dirty. That's my thought. It's just a ball. He was at this Lake Ashton Golf and Country Club when the nine-foot gator attacked. It came out of that pond, bit down on his leg, and nearly pulled him underwater. Miller said he never would have made it if his friends hadn't rushed to his aid. The gator had Miller waist-deep in the water. When he suddenly let go, Miller was taken to the hospital, took 40 stitches to close the wound around his knee. Trappers caught and killed the gator, and another six-footer that was also lurking in that water hazard. Oh, horrible, life-threatening, very scary. I'd never go back on a golf course again. <laughs> I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pets. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. We've been waiting for this. Radar O'Reilly from MASH. Gary Berghoff, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Gary. Hi, Hal. How are you? Very well. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm glad to hear that the show's still going. Of course. Of course. It's doing very well. And, of course, uh, you were one of the original guests on Animal Radio. I was a pioneer. Yes, you were. And you are a pioneer in almost everything that you do. I hear that you're doing a lot of RVing recently, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, I've, uh, you know, I, I don't fly, and I've been using an RV for my business. So, okay, so you, let me see what, what all you got going on. You're still doing some acting. Uh, doing Is it uh, theater? I just finished a play, yeah. What play? 
I did, uh, let's see, I did The Last of the Red Hot Lovers up in Connecticut um, in October. Is it fun to do that kind of stuff? You, you like doing theater? It is, but you know something? I'm looking forward to retiring. Are you? <laughs> I honestly am. I just would like to have my kids come and visit and, and just hang back. It's been a 36-year career. Yes, and uh, everybody's always asking me, "What are you doing now?" As if I'm supposed to be doing something now, <laughs> you know. And I just don't feel like I want to do anything now. I, I want to, I, I want a beautiful garden outside my RV window. You know, I own an RV site down in Florida. In fact, I own two of them. And you're a spokesman for them, are you? Are you not? I am. Uh, it's a place called Nature Coast Landings. I- implied in the title is uh, is really what it's about. We're we're bordered by a nature uh, preserve, uh, wildlife preserve, and um, on one side, and on the other side is Highway 19 in Florida. And Nature Coast Landings is, is an RV community. It's not like a resort. It's not a campground. It's an RV community. Everybody owns their own sites. Uh, we do our own landscaping, and, uh, and we enjoy the environment and the wildlife here. Are, are there any transient, uh, I mean, can you come for the weekend and visit? You sure can, and, but be careful. If you stay a week, you'll stay a lifetime. <laughs> that's, that's what I tell people. It's, uh, it's, just, uh, it's just a lovely, quiet uh, community just far enough away from town to, uh, you know, to be surrounded by wildlife. Uh, and yet close enough for all the modern conveniences. So I, I just love it here. Do people identify you as Radar O'Reilly, and do you like that, or do you not like that? Well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't mind. I like being identified as the actor who played him, <clears throat> but I think that there's a, I, I think people need a reality check if they think that I actually am that character <laughs> and I go home uh to, to my Uncle Ed and, and, and my mom in Ottumwa, Iowa every night. Yeah, but there is something that is kind of interesting. We had Ed Asner on, and he always plays these roles, or these macho roles, but he's a big animal lover. The one thing that I noticed with you is that there were actually some similarities between the, the, the character Radar O'Reilly and your love for animals. You really uh, were brought up on a farm. And well, you... that's because, that's because, no, I wasn't brought up on a farm. Okay. Uh, my father was uh, vice president in charge of manufacturing in a clock factory. Oh, really? So, yeah, and uh, and my mother was a dancer, so I was not brought up. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not Radar O'Reilly. However, Larry Gelbart, uh, our head writer, would come to our homes, and he would get to know us in such a way that he would marry certain elements of our life, and one of one of which was. My love for animals. He saw <clears throat> in my backyard in Malibu. He saw uh, I had a center there for ailing animals. You know where I nursed them back to health, and people could people would bring me. I was licensed by the state to take in uh, injured wildlife. See, so uh, as soon as he saw that, about two weeks later, uh, Radar had his animal sanctuary on the show. It was written into the script. It was written in the script. So. There were certain things, and I guess that uh, kind of confuses people a little bit and say, well, he was that in real life, so everything else Everything must be else, true. yeah. As I remember the last time you were on Animal Radio, you did mention that you did not have a lot of friends, human two-legged friends, as a youngster, but you had lots of four-legged friends. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not sure that I didn't have too many two-legged friends. I can remember the, the many, but... 
but I did have a propensity. I think it's genetic, to be honest with you. I had a sensitivity toward nature and animals. And, uh, and, and that goes all the way back to the beginning. Um, you know, I, I can remember passing a, uh, a family farm and seeing the geese t- uh, all locked up in a pen. And I remember kidnapping the geese and, and putting them in, in my neighbor's pond, uh, goldfish pond. And uh, much to the consternation of my parents and certainly the family farmer. But it just didn't seem right <clears throat> for geese not to be on water. And so I, I've, always had, I've always had this, this uh, I think, sensitivity. And I think that most people do to one uh, degree or another. What was your first experience with an animal that you, you, you made that connection, you looked into their eyes? I mean, what kind of animal was it? What was your first experience? Well, I think it was my, I, I think like most people, it was a domestic animal, and I think it was probably my first cat. Um, you know, cats, uh, cats climb into bed with you, and they curl up next to you, and you can't help but to... Uh, feel connected to them, and uh, I think it was my first cat. His name was Flippy, and a, f- a fascinating cat, by the way. <clears throat> that cat would dive into that neighbor that neighbor's pond and catch the goldfish. Oh my God. He was he was an actual swimming cat. Cats usually uh, hay water. Uh, yeah, he uh, he was a very unusual cat. Of course, some species of cats, such as the jaguar, uh, I think the ocelot, uh, love water. And in fact, our our fishing cats. So um, who know, who knows where the strain came from? You know, originally uh, from this particular cat, but but this was a, an amazing thing. And I and of course the, the my first dog, uh, which became who became you know my friend for six for the first sixteen years of my life. My dog Patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't you can't forget bonds like that and. You know, maybe the good Lord wanted uh, animals to become domestic so that we would be more sensitive to all of, all living creatures, you know, uh, because domestic animals introduce us back into the environment. We need to stay connected to our environment. We can't just be uh, machine people and watch television all the time. We have to stay connected or we'll lose it, you know. What, what we appreciate, we will refuse to destroy. But if we are so devoid of contact with it, we will lose that appreciation. Exactly. Just remember that we all, we all have a reason for being here. We all have a right to be here. But stay connected with the world that we were born into, the natural world. Uh, that's where there's a great deal of wisdom and a great deal of uh, lessons that are true and real uh, that we can draw from. Just enjoy it. Don't get too close. <laughs> Don't encroach on it, you know. Um, but at any rate, uh, I think that's it. Please stay connected to the environment. There he is, Gary Berghoff on Animal Radio. More Animal Radio on the way. Stick around. This is Animal Radio.
Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish authorized retailer now. 800-570-6630. 800-570-6630. That's 800-570-6630. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Oh, what did he say? He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, we're everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. Hey, okay, we have a call for Vlade, and Lois is joining us. Hi, Lois, please save us. <laughs> Hey, Lewis, this is the Vladi. Tell me why everyone is trying to be so politically correct. Everyone is afraid. Afraid to say no to the employees. Afraid to say no to their dogs. Say something extra extra on the radio. Just the Vladi is the fresh air on the radio. And they even punishing me That's for that. That's what fresh What's air smells like? <laughs> <laughs> okay, how can I help you? All right, I have, I have two female... Uh, I like females. Maltese, Maltese. Oh, I love a Maltese. That's my favorite. Okay, that's a lady's dogs. I love them. And ladies my best clients because husbands never homes because it's never a problem for them. So what type of the problem you can have with two beautiful Maltese, which must be problem-free? No, they're not problem-free. Um... Oh, maybe peeing somewhere. We're Go in the ahead. bedroom. We're in the bedroom watching. I, I drive a truck, so when I'm home, I'm in the bedroom watching TV and brushing them out and everything. And every time my husband either walks by the bedroom door or he walks in the bedroom, day or night, they just take off barking. I mean, they really get all upset and bark and bark and bark. Barking your husband? What is this? Barking on your husband? Yes, the bar and, and the little the, the, Nikki, the six-year-old, that is his dog. She curls up with him. Oh and my gosh! Him. Okay, do, do you have a boyfriend too? Why they are? Uh, I mean, how old are you? Are you are you having them together with your husband? Do you have a new husband or what? No, no, uh. Uh-uh. You nope. still have old. Okay. So how old is your dogs? They're five years old and six years old. Okay, and uh, how old this? Uh, how long it's uh, keep going on? This uh, the barking at your husband. Well, I ball them out and tell them to stop. And they have to get at least one or two more barks, and then they quiet down. But he can go back out of the bedroom and come back in later, or he'll stay up late, you know, watching TV. He'll come in and wakes me up. They just like he's a, like he's an intruder okay. or something. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's Do you like your husband? Sorry yeah. to asking you. I need to got KGB. I need to figure. You do. Okay, so you're gonna keep him. Okay. Uh, well, where do you, I hope your dogs are not sleeping in your bed? No. Yes, they sleep with us. Oh, my gosh, Doctor Debbie, you see what's happening? I keep yeah, telling. Yeah, I can see it already. Yeah. Look, what's what? happening is your dogs, you elevated their social status. You gave them the same privileges uh, like you and your husband have. They can put their scent over your scent, over your husband's scent. And from their perspective, if somebody left the den, when they comes back, 
they can get back without fight. I had the same situation with police officer who couldn't even go pee because when he came back, his Rathwaller, who was laid down next to the bed with his wife, was attacking him. Of course, I asked him what was his gun, but that was the same situation, you know. So my best of the best advice, please, dogs, it's like a man. If you allow somebody to sleep with you, they will never listen to you. So you know that. So what you need to do, the your nice Maltese needs to sleep down somewhere. And that what I would do. I would lock them at the at the area where your husband sleeps. I would put the gate there so they could not escape if it's possible. If it's not possible, I maybe put in the beginning very nice and cute playpen and put the dog beds there. I don't need to even create them, but I, I, I kind of give them that room. And your husband needs to be the good cop. I would I would give him the best treats your dog gonna love and he gonna sleep with those treats uh, under pillow and the first things in the morning, good girls and give them that treats. No eye contact, just drop it. Don't try to impose his attention to them. Don't try to make it hard. Um, you need to be disciplinary at any time they barks, please get the device by name pet convincer and you shoot the air it's very humane you will startle them from the bad behavior he needs to be a good cop five times per day every time let's say if he knows he's gonna come in they're gonna bark he needs to make that noise like treats gonna come with telephone back it's called double conditioning by russian academic pavlov so they, before they send the before they send the treats they can hear that noise you know when you're opening the uh, dog food or treats they know what is coming so why don't he will moving back and forth with those uh, like Put it somewhere, you know, if you can reach it, this cookies, and just drop it to them. He cannot discipline them. He, he cannot give, uh, give direct eye contact. Uh, but you gotta be bad cop. You gotta use that pet convincer. He gonna do this. And remember, he, they needs to sleep together with him. He maybe needs to put them in the truck and a little bit get bonding, like pick up the milk from the store or something. If they run around in the vehicle, put them in the crate. But they need to spend much, much time with him. He needs to be the one who is feeding your dog. And you need to be the bad girl. That would be my best solution to start this process. And thank you for calling us. Thank you so much. And that's all we have time for today. Remember, you can grab us over at Facebook at Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio or grab the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android or just uh, email us at yourvoiceatanimalradio.com. Pretty funny how emailing us now is old school. That's that's the old way to get in touch with us. Or I guess you can call us at one 405 8405 all week long. We want to thank Gary Berghoff for joining us this week. Next week, Ed Asner will be joining us. From all of us here at Animal Radio, have a great week. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.